Boom, 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 boom. The champ is here. What's cracking? RBE, I'm back. Are you ready, bro? <laughs> Man, shut the fuck up, Pat. You're the funniest day, bro. You know what? If I could best describe you, you're like, you sound real smart to a dumb person. All the talk, ladies don't even and gentlemen. Welcome back down, to man, Let's Talk Battle Rap Podcast. Your boys France and Vlad back at it like a crack addict with another edition of the Retrospective. This time we're taking you back to Club Drum. That's right. RBE Pearly Gates 2. We're going to bring you back in time. We're going to let you know what was going on around that time, what led up to these matchups, where these gentlemen were in their careers and in their lives. So that's right. Get your popcorn, sit back on that couch, chill. You ain't got nothing else to do right now. Let's get in tune with your boys, France. What it do, baby? Quarantine Dream Team is back for another retrospective podcast. Uh, yes, sir. 2018, May 5th, Cinco de Mayo. Ay! Back when Corona was just a beer. Wow. Yeah. Now I'm depressed again. <laughs> well, it's all right, big dog. We gonna snap out of it one of these days, all right, so or to, months, or years. Well, damn, when you say it like that. <laughs> well, 2018. Uh, this is we're reaching the halfway point of 2018. So this is the beginning of uh, really incentivizing battle rap. We already had, I think. One, two, two champions of the night so far, thus far, or three, mm-hmm. three actually. And, and um, Pearly Gates 2 was a sequel to the brand new Pearly Gates series that RB began. Uh, the first Pearly Gate card was headlined with Big K and, and, uh, and Old Red and had JC and Immaculate, Immaculate making his RBE debut. Yes, so when sir. I when I saw Pat Stay making his RBE debut on the Pearly Gates, I'm just like, is Pearly Gates a way to bring over the King of the Dot guys? Mm. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> sneaky, sneaky. <laughs> and so this was going to be bring an over all, the white bowl. Pearly Gates two was an all judge battle card, money on the line, and also a battler of the night performance bag. So, the, and this wasn't necessarily a champion of the night, but there was an incentive to be the performer of the night. So, That's that right. is absolutely incredible that we were moving into the direction of, oh, shit, official matches, incentivized battles, and stamping the best performer of the night. Could you imagine, Vlad, we have 10 years of data, and we know who the best performer of the night was for every single event, like on paper. Wouldn't that make discussing battle rap so much easier? Absolutely, man. It, w- it would give these guys a whole lot more to be able to brag about also, man. Yeah. So 2018, Pearly Gates 2. This event was suggested to us by a couple of our supporters on Twitter. And they said that Pearly Gates 2 was kind of the turning point for RBE to become the second most popular league, which is a statement that I still don't agree with. But I get why they say this was a, a turning point in RBE's trajectory what do you feel about that this match was kind of like i mean this card 
was like, yo, we're here to stay. We're here to make a mark. We're here to bring back the competition level to battle rap, to making decisive judgments with big names on it. Not just up and comers or guys who people aren't familiar with. These are household names. I mean, you're talking about Averb, talking about Pat Stay, Daylight. Loso was still making his rise at the, you know, at that time. But be magic, be magic, as we just talked about in one of our other retrospectives. 2014, he was kicking up dust at UW. You know what I mean? High stakes. So be magic is a legend by this point. And these are names that are like all putting it on the line for some of that extra paper also. And this was one of their better cards. Four main event matches. So things run quickly once again. And they're trying to cut out the fat and give you nothing but the good stuff. I want to point out that you mentioned B-Magic's on this card. But if you look at the flyer, he's not on this flyer. So very briefly, Shotgun Shug and Jaffa 100. Was supposed to be going against Show Off and Jay Murder. So you had Jersey going against RB Hard Hitters, but the match got backed out. And in three days preparation, three days, Jay Murder accepted to take B Magic. They did three uh, rounds, two minutes apiece. So shout out to them for having the warrior mentality. Absolutely. And it was a dope match, actually. Like, yeah. They had some good material for three days prep. There was some good ass material, dog. Yeah, it, it, it was a lot of good material. Um, the judges of the night. You had uh, Jay Black. He was a judge. Mm-hmm. Tony Bro from Black Compass. Tony Bro was a judge. Who were the other judges that night? Do you remember, Vlad? Oh, those are the two that I remember, man. <laughs> I can't remember the others. There was one guy that uh, was with Jay Black all the time, and uh, he was a judge as well. And the fourth mm. judge was actually not in the building, actually. He was online at home, Battle Rap Stats. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. That's so, a fact. Battle Rap Stats also made the scorecard for uh, for the judges. So they were able to break down every single round uh, out of a score of 10. So, you know, you give a round a 10, you give another guy a 9. Kind of like a boxing style thing. Mm-hmm. So that's how we were able to see the, the scorecards. Um, shout out to the judges. They actually just dropped the scorecards off at a table. And you you and I got to pick them up and yeah, pick them up and dissect them. You're like, oh, this is what Tony thought. Okay, and we got to pick them up, take pictures of it, and like, okay, well, now we know what the judges thought on all these rounds. Nobody can back. And that's, that's another thing too. Real quick, the judging. Everybody says judging can't work in battle rap. I think it can. Is the problem is we have yet to try it in an organized manner. Like we have yet to try it where the judges are at a table sitting down sober watching this events and documenting their their rounds like this and more importantly put it up somewhere. If you go 5 let's say 6 months, half a year of battle rap events that are all judged, right? Mm-hmm. And you register each event on the website with the judges names and their scorecards. I bet you you get a lot of regulation in this culture. Mm. You know what's interesting though? It didn't matter how they judged some, like, especially I know the math and will battle, like in the building, it clearly went one way. Like it was clearly, not clearly, clearly one way, but it was like, okay, this might be more like 60, 40 in the favor of one gentleman. We'll get to the decision later on. But then when it came back to that replay and that, you know, that viewing online, the online community didn't feel quite the same way that the judges felt. So 
a lot of times people say when you have judging in battle rap, oh, it takes away the discussion. People won't want to talk about it anymore. They won't want to watch it over and over again because they'll already have the winner in mind. No, it didn't stop that particular battle from people discussing it, rewatching it, and enjoying it multiple times at all. Yeah, I, I, I concur. That's the thing at the end of the day with Judge Batches. Like, I I I understand the, the, the value of promo. I don't want everything to be promo. I don't want everything to be judge. But right. when you create a judge battle, the aspect of the battle being debatable doesn't vanish. No, not at all, man. Not at all. And France, watching this event again, man, I really miss Club Drum. I love it's such a great place for battle rap. I love Club Drum. This was one of the most like Club Drum nights we've had that year. I remember like Absolutely. Like like every single time you go to Club Drum, you get there they they say doors open at one thirty, two o'clock. Right. Three thirty thing. Yeah, you get there at three thirty. I mean if you get there at three thirty, you're gonna miss the one SK because they always start on time. At that time, yeah. <laughs> so, so you know, no, no, it, it is what it is. Vlad, me and Vlad will, will, will exchange duties. You're like, you're gonna watch the one SK today, or I'm gonna watch him. <laughs> All right, well, let me get, let me, let me get there early. You know, who's watching the, who's watching the prelims? And I, and I got there early because bigger, bigger uh-huh. little, a friend of mine who battles, he's battling Jay Slash. So I was like, Vlad, I'll get there and watch the prelims. Just pull up at three thirty. You'll be all right. Hey, I made it there in time to see Blick the Barbarian and Luck Dollars battle. So I still caught the some of the prelims. We saw Luck Dollars really early before he got yeah, all this popularity man. and before the dot mob. Before dot mob. Fact. And look at that. The the four guys from that 1SK. And this, this always been my problem with RB in there, 1SKs. They never retain those guys. And they never they keep not- them. They never keep them around. Because now Luck Dollars is a prominent name who got JC is in dot mob and might be in the Crucible tournament. And he's a valid prospect. Exactly. You know. Lawrence, you're our guy. You've been on the podcast before in person. We rock with you. These guys got to graduate to some bigger plates and to some three-round battles with some names on the league. Like, they have to jump. There has to be an incentive for doing well in these 1SKs, bro. You know, salute to you. Salute to you giving them some shine on these major cards. But there has to be a reward system where these guys can elevate on your platform. Yeah, I concur. And um, something about the atmosphere felt a little different, right? When we first walked in, like, obviously, you knew every match kind of counted. And you're looking around, there's some special people in the building. There's a lot of people in the building. Saw Rex in the building. Saw Mook yeah. in the building. You're like, what are you, what are you guys doing at RB event? What are you guys doing sitting in the back over there? What's going on here? Yo, watching the footage again. There's a lot of people in the building that I didn't remember seeing there in person. You know, you go to so many events, see so many things. And yeah. I'm like, I'm looking, I'm like, Lex is there? I'm like, A-Ward is there? Saga's there? And like, I'm like, I forgot these people were there, man. Like, there was mad cats up in there, man. They're like, I just totally, like, didn't even recognize at the time. Like, oh, snap. There was mad people up in there. I concur. I absolutely concur. Yeah. Yo, also, speaking of the setup, there's something that we've got to talk about, man. Yes, sir. In just a couple of years, the visuals from RBE have totally done a 180. Mm. Ever since Avocado took over, it's been magnificent. Like, it's been... I mean, listen, he's the man, but, yo, 
the way that an event is shot can totally change your perception about the league, the battlers, everything about what's going on. Like you look at that, how it's set up. There's so much empty space in front of the crowd and like everything is kind of taped off for the production. But yet you're watching the battlers and you're watching two cameramen standing on the stage, like as if they're almost part of the performance and it's just distracting you and taking away from everything that's going on. Like it just, it wasn't shot well, you know what I'm saying? And you're like, this was only two years ago. Like this is, it was so crazy watching it. It was such a trip that it just made me want to shout out avocado man for the wonderful job that you and your team does. Like it makes RBE look amazing now. And I think that's one of the things that make the people say, yo, this might be the second best league out there. You know what I'm saying? Like, if they still had some booty visuals, like, I don't think people would be saying the same thing as much. They've come a long way. And, Absolutely. And I think about just, like, the event earlier that year, which was uh, the one with Goods and Gyms, unfortunately. Uh, Lift the Soul, Goods and Gyms, Lift the Soul Ooh. 4. Ouch. I mean, rough ending, but good event. Very good event. And by the way, we have to be very grateful for the fact that Drom let us back in after a fight three months ago. <laughs> Facts. Yeah. I think I think we, we almost took it for granted. You know what I'm saying? And you 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 really you're really right about that like the stuff of their visuals. Because one thing about RBE, they have this and iBattle has this uh this hurdle as well. I never could watch the content back and feel the same way I felt about it when I first saw it. Mm-hmm. And I love... When you saw it in person, you mean? Yeah. And I, yeah. Lo- I love Club Drum. I absolutely love Club Drum. Like, there's never a time I don't go there and get some wings. You know, Vlad, the wings of Club Drum are amazing. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We get a drink or two afterwards. You, you, the, yes, dollar pe- the dollar pizza right next door. You mm-hmm. get your content. Chop it up with everybody. Chop yeah. it up with everybody. You get out early enough to still go get your boogie on. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> you know yeah. what I'm <laughs> Every time I go to Club Drum, I go down to like... Uh, New York Beer uh, Beer Co. and probably yeah. watch a UFC fight that same night. It's a Saturday, or then I head uptown and go to Dykeman and get my dance on. You know what I mean? Hello, wing wing. Hello. <laughs> so, I, so RB events in New York always held a special place in my heart for just like how much it catered to the life of a battle rap fan, and more importantly, this was a four battle card, so it was like really quick and in and out. Before we get to the matches on the card, how do you, I, this was? I remember vividly arguing with newborn outside. Or born. <laughs> Why were you guys arguing? He said RB is now the second league, and I'm like, so we're just diminishing everything King of the Dot did, like literally, mm. literally diminishing every blackout, every Battle of the Bay. You know, hold um, on, did he mean of all time or at that current moment? Like they, they have eclipsed King of the Dot. Oh come on, man! And, There's and, too and, much history there. And for me, it's kind of like, yeah, that's how I felt too. Like it's too much history. Yeah, sure, maybe they have the momentum right now. So if you're talking like pound for pound, they're, they're number two. But I'm not ready to put the stamp that RBE is the second league of all time. Like, it's for me, it's always going to go URL, King of the Dot, and anybody else. Right. Yeah, I mean, King of the Dot was taking, you know, some time off. They had slowed down. RBE was picking up. You know, they had some names going. They had a lot of momentum going. But you cannot erase the history that King of the Dot did and putting on a whole country and then bringing on some of the best battlers from all across the world. Let's not forget that. I know a lot of times, you know, people got their favorites, people got their picks, 
But King of the Dot put on for the world, man. And that's something that can't be slept on. And they got their moments, too. Like, they've got tons and tons of history and accolades behind them. Chain, all that stuff. Like, let's not sleep on what they put on. Yeah, yeah. So I just wanted to just to get that out there. It's like, all right, let's not forget where King of the Dot is here. But RBE was definitely on its way. It was, it was climbing the ladder. Um, yeah. On the card, B-Magic and J-Murder. Like we said earlier, they, they short prep, three-day battle. Um, you know, Jay Murder has always been one of those guys that, like, he has a really strong work ethic. He has those performances in the trenches that they're really good. But sometimes when the lights are the brightest, it just the, the material isn't as potent as it is in the closet. There could be hit or miss with him a lot of times. Um, and when he's on, he's really on. And it was something that ARP was saying around that time that, you know, when everyone is talking about the whole pg movement and certain people getting certain styles and you know that it was originating from a press mafia but originally it originally originated from his man jay murder and watching this be magic battle you know i can see what arp was kind of talking about you can see certain cadences and how others could have taken from that and developed it into something that's like bigger than life right now. Mm. Some of the deliveries, some of the movements, some of the, the way that it's delivered, the, the ending of the bars and stuff like that. And, you know, murder doesn't always get a lot of the props. From it. Like people respect them, but you know, when you're saying, Hey, name me your first, top 10 top 20 guys it's not like you hear people just throwing his name out there or whatever he's underrated he's but, underrated he's underrated there's no way but, about it you know he has a little something from all the way back then that people were able to take little bits from and turn it into something even greater you know what i mean but for this be magic battle though friends he really showed up man and that short short prep and remember we um we spoke to him after this joint and uh and he was just saying he was just in the zone, he was in his bag, and he just wanted to prove that, you know, he can really deliver in short time and be powerful. And that he was. And he had an amazing and one scheme in his joint also, man. And he was very scheme heavy in his battle. Dope play, ass performance. Play a clip for the people, man. You build you build it up, now you gotta deliver it. Let's do it, brother. Need y'all to listen. Now, outcasts could always do it, big boy. Just never notorious. A victor could win and still never know what glory is. See, you're not good because you can rap, sucker. Y'all sleep. You ain't good because you can rap, sucker. Motherfucker thought he could write a past. Now, this is where his story ends. Who writes the past? The historian? Wake up for this one. For one, it ain't fair. So this minor change with the text. I don't resent shit. I told him to bear arms. And for a second, he forgot what a men meant. Bah! Oh! Hey, yo. When I spit, when I spit, just give some lava a picture that's fire rock with me. When I spit, just give some lava a picture that's fire rock with me. The sign is in every line. For a gram, you kiss the nine. I'm too ill when I rhyme. You sick. Because if his mouth runny nose, I have his face... They stripping, he ain't sniffling, quick break. I got some money to make, nigga, you see? I'm trying to whip a for it, cuz. And battle rap ain't helping with those fucking goals. I'm busting snow, sliding sleeves with a ratchet tucked under clothes. That's all I know. 
But the stuff, but the stuff he don't get yeah, is yeah. until I'm in a Saline. He likes to flex the pants. Now he's about to get into the and one scheme, man. We, and we know what basketball themes, man. You know we love this. Saline, <laughs> you the boogers out. They say your murder, you still scheming? Yes. I'm in the streets, nigga. Still scheming. Shout out John John Anchilla. Still, Still scheming. scheming. <laughs> I got one more. I got one more. I got one more. Hey yo, I got one more. Hey yo, I caught a heading. Just go. wondering what you came to spit. The fact they seen I was hot, sources couldn't handle the fact this is someone who the game would get. Despite a man being a professor, hey yo, that didn't change the bit. I grew up by the, I grew up by the alley, mo. If shit escalate, I'm banging the tape. Hold it. I got, I caught a headache. I caught a headache. Wondering what you came to spit for being hot. Sources couldn't fangle, handle the fact this is someone who the game would get. Despite a man being a professor, ayo, hey, that ain't changed a bit. I grew up by the alley, mo. If shit escalate, I bang the tech. He broke to the gates, I let it air up there. Until the gates is right. And one more thing. With this 50, I'm sick with it. Hey, old 30, but you'll be dead before the last round. This is the main event. Main event. Hey. Fire, man. And one scheme. Chilla Jones scheme. John John throwing in there. Street life throwing in there. All kinds of schemes in there, man. Dope round from Jay Murder to end off that night. Yeah, yeah. Um, end off his night, I mean. And he also got the win, so... Um, yeah. You know, you know what was interesting in Club Drum, uh, toward the left co- side corner where like the guys mm-hmm. um, from the kitchen come in and out with like the food. Oh yeah, no. Did you did you, did you notice every single battle rapper after they won their battle, they went into that room and like That's they the went money to, room. Yeah, they went. To, <laughs> 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 I'm like, wait, are they going into the kitchen to get their bread? <laughs> Hell no, that's the money room, man. In fact, they count that paper. <laughs> hey, y'all, pee where that cheese at, brother? <laughs> you know, friends, uh, that night also, too, man, B Magic, we know when he was in his prominence 2014, you know, 12, 13, was the man. Then, you know, slippery slopes of him, some. Not so good performances around town. This is this is Laker Malone. Oh man, Lincoln Malone still with the strong layups and all that. This is Toronto um, Hakeem. Oh man, Seattle Ewing. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know the but vibes. that night though, even on the short performance, I mean he had a couple of slip ups which we could you know pardon because it was so short. He still showed you why he was be magic, man. We're gonna go to a clip of that right now. Okay, we on, let's go. Yo, 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 yo. You hear me? Yeah. Uh yo. Uh-huh. Uh, magic Snoop back on the court. Now you see murder was the case. I'm fine trait, nigga. I throw half of a circle in your face. Uppercut to the muff. Like it curved before a date. Dressed like I'm selling bean pies. But no, sir, it won't be my jean size. When I say I got a 30 on the waist, I'm being dirty. It's okay. I came in with the gems. Magic 32 should break his back like Shaq hanging from the rim. Team Honor, my fucking family. So it's a shame that he a friend. Because I be robbing with the pumps like Damon Wayne in the film. Now before you go blank, man. I'ma give J5 big gun. We call it a Drake, but it's not a Drake, though. It's just Drake size. That's a killing crowd. Yeah. 
Nah, man. Yo, that, there's no way B-Magic wears a size 30 jeans, by the way. <laughs> I'm sorry, man. No way on earth, brother. I know you vegan and all that now, but hell to the nah, man. Going on, but what's, nah, what's, man. What's, ha- what's happening in St. Louis? Now everybody's vegan. Yo, man, brothers ain't trying to die early, man. But specifically, brothers Hitman, Verb, and, and, and Magic, and then, you know, young now Young Ill don't even eat his Chinese food no more. What's happening? Listen, bro. Brothers have seen the light, man. Okay? <laughs> They've seen the light. Ain't trying to get that gout, high blood pressure, <laughs> none of that stuff, man. Ain't trying to duck that Rona, try to keep that immune system healthy. You feel me? Next battle on the card. Word of mother. Next battle on the card, we had your main man, Loso, part of Latino Heat, versus the infamous daylight bro. let's paint let's paint the story in the narrative real quick at the time i want to take everybody behind the curtains on this one mm. this is something we didn't know mm-hmm. in real time but now that it's been revealed i'm going to tell you a very interesting secret vlad oh let's do it so um loso had a back-to-back if you recall he had daylight and then the following week he was booked on king of the dots uh mass four slash blackout card mm-hmm. so obviously his opponent was not yet announced but now that we know it was money bags, we knew that he had a back-to-back. At the time period, this is before Loso made his URL debut, and there was a... Like if you if you were a media member and you wanted to make a headline, anything, all you had to do was, should Loso do a PG? <laughs> and you, you, you can make content on that topic for, for days. Right. The, and it was a really hot topic circling battle rap. Beasley and Loso had a conversation prior to his gnome debut. Mm-hmm. He said, "Look, I know your book for the next two weeks on you know the other leagues, RV and King of the Dot, and they're moderately big stages, even though they're not like URL. If you do good in your next two performances, we can talk about a gnome play for you. Mm, so everybody extra incentive for Loso. So now everybody that points back to say winning doesn't matter. Well, this was a time period where winning mattered because if Loso not got the decision against Daylight or had got upset by money bags." We wouldn't have never got Loso on Gnome. Damn, some behind-the-scenes exclusive there, man. Loso had to dig in his bag for that one, boy. But see, that's not common knowledge. So, obviously, we, right. we're just thinking to ourselves, like, well, Loso and Daylight is, should be a dope match. Now, looking back at it, we see how much pressure Loso really had, especially for a back-to-back, which is never easy on any battle rapper. But you and I were in the building prior to that when he got to battle Show Off. And if you could recall, that first round when he hit Show Off with that... That mm-hmm. haymaker, that and save mm-hmm. show like a DVR, and the crowd went crazy, and Loso just <gasps> Loso just screamed. It was like a defining moment of like, oh, he gets it, he knows how to control pace, and so now you're looking like, okay, he should level up from that performance against Daylight. Right, absolutely, man. And Daylight, at this time, man, he had been through so much already with Battle Rap. This was, I want to say, the disenchanted Daylight era. Where he was coming at peace to where he's like, you know what? Pretty soon, I'm not going to be battling anymore. Like, this is the end of my run. I've given it all I've got. And there's no further that I can go with this battle rap stuff as of right now. Like, I need to take a break. He already be, you know, he was already trolling and doing antics in battle rap. But then now he's starting to do Vlad TV interviews. And he's starting to talk crazy. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, he, yeah. He, he definitely, started... he definitely was talking crazy, and I was uh, just reflecting on it. What you just said, like, it, it, not that he reached his peak, but he, you know, Daylight has seven... reached his peak. He, he was just burnt out. Daylight has seventy plus battles. I think we kind of forget that. Like, he kind of reached like the limit where it's like, all right, well, if it's not Mook or Lux or something mega or a industry guy, like, what is there for me? What is there left for me? I mean, because later down the line, he was booked with King Lowe's, which would have been a fire battle still. Right. Uh, you know what I mean? But, like, that's like that's the only level he could take it to next. Industry guy or the endgame boss. Or legend, yeah. <laughs> or the endgame bosses of battle rap. <laughs> right. And they didn't seem to be throwing those guys at him. I mean, like you said, they did have King Lowe's for him, but... Things fell apart, you know, ARP thought that Light was trolling and he removed them from the card and Head Ice ended up battling um, King Lowe's. So that didn't happen. But yeah, man, I kind of feel fortunate now. I got a chance to see one of Daylight's final battles and all that. And he came dressed in full regalia and some unique Daylight clothing and all that. And, um, you know, being in the building... Daylight's always cool. Like, you know, if you approach him and you dab him, he'll always show you respect. But he was just there, man, just kind of like, I'm here to do my job and then just, like, slide up out of here. You could tell, like, those 70-plus battles were being worn on his face. Like, he was just like, I'm tired, dog. Like, I'm tired of this. This ain't bringing me where I want to be. But I'm going to still put on for the folks that came to see me. You know what I mean? Meanwhile, Loso has a lot at stake, and he right. he doesn't want to put an L, a clear L on his name. But for some reason, he didn't have the same explosiveness. And and I always it's always a concern with me, right, with guys, where it's like once you reach a new foundation of what you with what your ceiling is like, the next performance, are you going to sustain that, or are you going to go above it? Especially how high it is, because then it's like anything below it, even if it's good, it's not as good as your last one. So we're easily going to reference a prior performance versus what just happened. And that's what happens. Like the Loso Daylight battle is like one of those battles you don't talk. It's like one of those battles that you don't really point to in his career. Right, absolutely. Well, with all that being said, let's get into a clip of Loso. Fabuloso. Here's a, hey, here's a couple of things I think y'all need to factor in. You use jokes as a form of deflection for the conversation, but you can't pretend. So then you troll. It hides the insecurities from your past events. I mean, you pack a pen, can't wrap the wind. You wear a scully over your face, but never deal with that mask within. That's why you lack a friend. I'm up here telling this man repent. You see, the way I move is deja vu. You up here getting 30 by the facts again. And that- hey. Oh, man. Yo, Loso. Loso is underrated for his angling. Like, he really tries to be direct with his angles. Some battlers will try to hit you with nothing but bars and stuff, but Loso tries to give you a combination of that. And he's speaking to Daylight's insecurity, why he wears the mask and all this stuff, but he's trying to point that out. So while he may not have been quite as explosive, I think he was definitely working on being direct, straight to the point, and trying to angle a battler to death in this battle. Loso is like literally, I don't want to say so much of a hybrid of John John, but there is a page of John John's book in Loso with just more charisma and a better pen. Mm-hmm. He got charisma, performance, and a float-ass call. <laughs> 
<laughs> Bend it over, baby. Let me lick a whole ass hole. <laughs> uh, are you are you gonna play the noodles top ramen off for daylight? Of course I am. The greatest boss ever spit at RBE. Are you crazy? Why would I not? Let's get it. <laughs> They thought I was going to come with semantics, but I came with semantics. (laughs) The plot was leaking out. Line two. Only thing on my mind is whipping all these niggas. But that's a lot to think about. They let you own a car. That's cool for you, at least. It's a never-ending story with the big, big dog. dog. They get these kids booked and see they ain't on the same page as y'all prediction. Stop the kitchen. He just a noodle souped up. That explains why they gave low main stage competition. Low main stage competition. You hear that, friends? Let's get noodles off the top. Let's go, Daylight. Bring it home, baby. Stop the kitchen. God, I got a proposition for the girls. If y'all missed it, you might have to stop timing and rewind it. Noodles souped up, low man. Nigga, this is top ramen. Ooh, top ramen at its finest. (laughs) Oh, that yo. You know what's crazy? Watching that battle again, Daylight was much better on camera than I remembered him being in the building. So now we're about to get to the very interesting point of Pearly Gates 2, right? We're reaching a half hour Mm -hmm. mark. And and it only took us 32 minutes to talk about this. So the over-under, we probably went over on it. Uh Uh-oh. All the battles on camera didn't translate to the decision that was made in the building. A lot of controversy when every battle dropped. Yeah, man, it it goes to that in the building slash on camera feel is different. That's why I try to tell people, yo, you have to go to at least one live battle event to understand what it's like and to see why people come to the decisions that they do when they're in the building. Because when you're sitting at home, it looks one way. But when you're in the building, it could look a completely different way. Vlad, I have the perfect analogy for... In the building, on camera, judge battles. And why oh, what that is, a, player. Why is there such a discrepancy? And you and I right now are currently in the markets, right? Every day we're, mm-hmm. we're looking at some charts. We're watching, yes, these, we're watching these candlesticks. You're looking at stocks. I'm looking at yep. foreign exchange. Yep. And you and I know very well that when you're studying a, 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 a stock chart or a forex chart and you're looking at it in the past... Everything looks like sliced bread, and everything is like, oh, I would have did this. I could do this. Okay, this happens here. But it right. ain't the same when it's happening in real time. Sure, right? <laughs> Yo, that's a great analogy, bro. It really ain't. Because sometimes you'll be looking at these charts, and you're like, oh, okay, I see the base right here. If it comes here, it's bound to do that. And it might do the complete opposite, man. You just never know what's going to happen. You might put a moving average on your stock chart, right? And for people listening Mm -hmm. at home, a moving average is just a trend line on the chart that kind of like points up and down when price is going up and down. When you look at the moving average in the past, you'll see where it points up, where it points down when price moves. And it's like, okay, cool. But in real time, that, that trend line isn't moving in that direction. It's wiggling. (laughs) <laughs> exactly <laughs> wiggling just a little bit <laughs> it's 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 wiggling it's indecisive and it's not necessarily pointing in any direction so you can't make that decision on the spot oh, so absolutely. you know you know that that's also where a, a little bit of the analysis on the spot kind of has to come with a little bit of luck a little bit of biasness as well i guess 
Yeah, like you can. Listen, man, you got to give some people some leeway, man, when they're judging these things in person because you're not there. You don't understand what that energy feels like. But sometimes you watch it back. You're like, this happened the way I thought it what happened? I'm not watching the same battle. Most interesting yeah, aspect man. of the judges is that one of the one of the four judges or five judges, I believe, were home. Yeah. So they they got to say, well, we need one perspective that's not here. But even though he was home, he can't hit the rewind button. This is a live stream, so he wow. he also doesn't get the luxury, the full luxury of watching the battle on camera. He just he just gets to admire the content without the energy persuading him, and without the extra in the building distractions also. Sometimes when you're in the building, somebody wants to talk to you, you know, people bumping you. You got the guy bringing out the fried shrimp and the fries walking past you and all that. And you, you might be a little slizzard. You might be a little, you know what I'm saying? Hey, look. But when you're home, you yeah. get fully focused a little bit more than the cat that's in the building sometimes. So I, this that event, right, and i never forget it because like when that battle dropped and the next battle we're going to get into, Ill Will and Math dropped. Everybody had the exact opposite results, and this is like this is why judging wouldn't work. And I'm like, you guys are, are you guys looking at this is exactly why judging does work <laughs> because it right. because it it's time, even more controversy now. It, it time stamped the the most the emotion of what happened, and more importantly, every single battle that had a post game interview after their battle, and they kind of admit defeat. Mm. So they're also like, yeah, I felt like I did lose, like for for what it was. But it's kind of crazy, man. It's kind of crazy. I think maybe we just have to finally establish, like, I can see this battle. when I can see how this person won in the building, but in, on camera, it's very different. Well, you know, that's why whenever we come from live events, we always go, hey, in the building, this is who I got winning. But when I look it back at it on camera, it might go the other way. And until you actually show up in the building, you're never going to understand what somebody means by that. So uh, the next battle, Math and Ill Will, very, oh, yeah. very, the, very intrigued by this because um, the gloat, <laughs> the gloat was born. He created his uh, his alter ego. He yep. he was actually at that time period, Vlad, mm-hmm. head of the race of the champion of the year race. Was a front runner, man. He was they a gave fr- him a cake on champion, a red velvet cake, the Black People's National Cake, brother. So early in that year, he battled Shoddy P uh, on the on the Gannick and Gully card, which is like a rookies mm-hmm. versus vets card, and he had a stellar performance there. And he kind of was bouncing back on King of the Dot at the end of 2017. So it's like this was like a, a rehabbing math after some really rough performances, <laughs> you know. <laughs> he comes back to URL and battles Snake Eyes out in uh, North Carolina. A yeah. week later, battles Ill Will and RBE. A fucking legend. And a week after that, he's on King of the Dots Mass 4 car where he battled Real Deal. So he had three for three. Yeah. No no easy yeah. assignment. Very tough or, task. Or was it three for three? We're going to get into that. I mean, maybe... The, I'm not saying he lost any of the three, but for the fact that maybe he was competitive in all the three and had a moment in all the three. He put on in all three. He for put sure. He put on enough for you to debate that he won all three. So that's yes, where like, yes. that's that's where the cake came in. It's like, hey, you, <laughs> you, 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 you memorized nine rounds in 21 days and you didn't get killed. <laughs> Good job. <laughs> and some people are saying you won, man. Congrats. It's a cake. <laughs> Eat the cake, Adam, babe. 
Word, man. Oh, but yo, this this math hoffa was really good. Even Ill Will had to go. This is the best hoffa we have ever seen. But yo, what's crazy? Once again, in the building, I completely had it. Like yo, math got this. Like I mean, he won. Like clearly. And then the battle drops, and I'm like, yo, this ain't so clear anymore. Like, what's going on here? Like, it will really put on also. Like, it wasn't that clear. But it was a super close, super competitive, highly entertaining battle. Even had Math doing a torque bounce in this joint. You know what I'm saying? Math found his groove. He definitely, he knew all of his material. He was certain of everything that he had to do in this battle. And he put on projection on 100, delivery on 100, crowd connection. Like, this was math in tune with the people. And, and in the building, right, like, if you never saw that performance ever again, you might have been able to walk away saying, that was one of the best maths I've ever seen. Yeah. And you wouldn't have been wrong. I mean, now you look back at it on paper, you're like, eh, well, I, it's up there, but it ain't the best. But in that mm. moment, it, it just felt so captivating. And I remember prior to the to the battle, there's a little, there's a little bit of history there. The battle was once upon a time booked elsewhere, oh, yeah. right? There's a little history between that that woman that has an OnlyFans account. Yikes! You know what I mean? And bust it for me, baby. And Math got on 15 minutes of fame. Had an interview. Said, "I'm going to 30. Who will?" Like he looked into the camera and like said it and confidently believed it. And after the first two rounds, you he has like this glow to him, right? Like he's like, mm-hmm. oh, like you're really about to thirty ill will. Word, man. Remember, math was backstage at that one URL event, getting mic'd up, talking greasy <laughs> about ill will and all that. Right. So it even stems back from that too. And um, yeah, man, this battle lived up to what it was supposed to be. You know, two tough guys up there, two skilled, talented gentlemen, and they put on. They did not let the crowd down. And, friends, was this the birth of NYBN? This was. This was the birth of <laughs> NYBN. <laughs> All he needs is a hookah on that stage, man. This guy's the ultimate Dominican Puerto Rock. I don't know what his ethnic background is, but NYBN has taken over the RBE stage whenever Math Hoffa is there, and this was the birth of him, man. So uh, without further ado, shall we get into some uh, Math Hoffa, brother? Go ahead. In this game, uh-huh. bullying vets, and I became the king. You came in bullying rookies and got your name the ring, but with the season ones, we're lost. So how's it safe to think that he could catch a win on a rider? Well, I see stranger things. Ah! Season one, Will Law, Stranger Things. Uh-huh. Never doubt the skill, because I'm season two. Uh-huh. Y'all gonna see me take the monster out of Will. Shout out to Mav for watching Stranger Things and being a fan. You know what I mean? Some crazy math had a lot of schemes, punches in his joint. Like I said, super crispy delivery, man. Super on point. Cannot be mad at Math Hoffa at all. Yeah. L Will, what you got for me, player? Hey, 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 hey. I just want to say, I just want to say, I'm already solidified in this shit. I'm set for life. 
I know y'all agree with this. This is the best math I have ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> it's such a tightly packed venue when you're watching it back on tape you know how some places seem deader than most like it seems even more live when you're watching it back on camera man ill will had that crowd going crazy obviously he's got a sense of humor and he's not afraid to use it ever and he used it to his full advantage in all of the rounds as well as mixing it with freestyles personality directs gun bars everything man and he just brought the full bag of tricks out for math also i think it also birthed the the ill will like i don't want to say tough skin but kind of like the i want to say the inspiration to to bounce back because after that we had t-top and boy, mm, boy, mm, he do mm. he do he do T top bad on that gnome stage. Filthy, you 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 might wonder if Ill Will wins that math battle, it, does he come as inspired and in, in, in for his next one? I don't know. Mm, interesting. I don't know. But the battle was close enough that Ill Will had nothing to be ashamed of at all walking away from that battle. And, you know, Ill Will, he's like, hey, man, if that's what the judges felt, that's what the judges felt. He ain't never, I don't really trip too much on what people got to think about him like that. You know, unless he comes and stinks up the joint, like, he ain't really tripping. Your opinion is your opinion. And that's one thing you always got to respect about Ill Will. Like, he's always pretty even keen. Like, he never gets too high on what people say about him. Never really gets too low on what people say about him. Matter of fact, you don't really see him or hear from him too often outside of battles anyway to see what he's thinking or whatever. But he's always pretty much like, all right, cool. Like, whatever y'all think, y'all think. But he really put on in this battle, though, man. Yeah, I concur. Um, I'm just like, I was happy to see Mav have that kind of performance, especially like, the aura he has in club drum, despite the show off performance, every time he's in that building, he <laughs> he gives he gives you something special. Right, show off being the only outlier, but we, we, you know, I, I'll, ta- Adderall, I'll take yes. I'll take I'll take six out of seven from the field, wouldn't you? Shout out to Averb and that Adderall that he gave Math, having Math tweaking on the stage versus show off. That was a that was a debacle right there, man. I don't know. What was going on that night? But like you said, man, six out of seven, I ain't mad at that. But that one, whoo, The main event. That was a mess. Averb and Pat Stay. Uh, the storyline for this battle wasn't really much of a storyline, but it was just like, these are two Goliath-type names, and I'm happy to see these two names finally in the ring. 
And if you kind of were aware already or following the trend of Averb versus white guys, you kind of already knew where to put your money on. <laughs> put your money where your moat is. <laughs> the truth is, he's battled Ilmac. Tell the people the truth, France. Tell he's them. Ba- he's battled Ilmac. He's battled Caustic. He's battled Thesaurus, Sharon, Pat Stay. Um, I feel like I'm missing somebody. Yep. Might be. But... Out of those five white guys, four of those are clear losses. Hello? You hear me, Vlad? Yeah, yeah, I got you now. Yeah, yeah, I said uh, he he's battled Ilmac, he's battled uh, Caustic, Thesaurus, Sharon, Pat Stay, and out of those five white guys, he's battled. I feel like I might be missing one. Four out of those five are clear losses. Yikes! What is it with about Verb and white guys? I I I don't know what it is. I, mean, I don't know. Maybe he tries to paint that angle, and it just never could work. <laughs> yeah, man. And unfortunately, once again, man, it didn't work this night. Uh, he got voted as the loser of the battle. Perhaps hmm. they won this battle. And um, yeah, France, I got to keep it real. Verb was a little underwhelming in this battle to me. Well, well, like, let, being let, that it was my first time seeing Averb perform in person, ever, like, I, yeah, yeah, I never saw him perform in person before that, and I've been a fan of Verb since the beginning. Ever since I seen him battle SB, and I'm like, all right, man, Pat stays one of my favorite. Averb's one of my favorites. This should be a really dope battle, and. You know, this is when Verb, like, first kind of turned vegan, and he was hella chill. You know what I'm saying? Like, a lot more relaxed than, you know, you remembered him to be and stuff. And plus, you know, Verb's getting more comfortable. And the more comfortable, the more times you do this, the more relaxed you are on stage. But he just seemed way more relaxed than I thought he was going to be. And Pat Stay was way more amped than I thought he was going to be. And it just made for a visually different battle than I expected to see in my mind. You know, Ilmac had made his debut on RBE, so now seeing Pat Stay make his debut, you're kind of looking at like, oh, all the kings of that guys are now making that transition over to RBE. Can they transition? And it was, right. I, I felt like it was a pretty dumb question I asked. Like, of course they could transition. It, it was pretty easy pickings. Like, uh, Verb at the time was coming off the twerk battle where he whispered deep for three rounds. <laughs> You know, his <laughs> right, and twirled his fingers, and and the beat out the, the beat out battle was like a rejuvenation. It was kind of like right. It, it was kind of like turning back the time machine, like when Rudy Gay earlier this season was just like dunking on people, <laughs> and, and he had and he had like twenty five points. You're like, oh my god, Rudy Gay turned back the clock. <laughs> Wrong. <laughs> <laughs> so you're looking at Verb like, oh shit, like like maybe he's got a little juice in these last in his last little stretch. And and right. this was actually the start of Pat Stay's Champion of the Year run, and yeah. I, I don't know. I've, it makes me feel like people weren't really in tune with Pat Stay prior, because like when they see this Pat Stay now, they're like, "How do I beat this?" Like they just looked at him like, "How do I beat this guy?" And Pat Stay had us all laughing in that room, and that's when you kept highlighting the value of comedy in battles. Uh, yeah, France. I think the correct thing would be to say, I think black people. On this side of the battle rap game, didn't know how deadly Pat State could be. Because it felt like the rest of the world knew, and the black folks who were in tune with KOTD and Pat Stay knew, but it felt like everyone else was just kind of clueless. Like, who is this guy? Like, why is he so good? When did this happen? How come I don't know this? 
I'm like, were you people sleeping under a rock? Like, did you not? Like, where have you been? Why are you not paying attention to what's going on? But then I got to remember, some people like what they like. You know what I'm saying? Some people only like underground boom bap hip hop. And some people like a little bit of everything. Vlad, Pat Stay's one of these guys that, like, gets mentioned by industry Fans of battle rap, like Lil Flip, Corey Guns. He's talking to Shaq right he's, now he's, tonight, he's bro. T- he's talking to Shaq on his IG Live. Like, there's a lot of guys that, like, will say, yeah, Pat, they, they'll throw Pat Stay's name all the time when they're talking about greats. That's a fact. That's a fact. But I felt like, you know, starting with the RBE switch when he battled Verb, then when he battled uh, Danny. <laughs> Danny Myers, the most inconsistent plan B buyer, and then hopping over to Smack, you know, once he made that leap. I think that's when everyone got in tune and go, yo, he's deadly, deadly, deadly. But he's been like this since the beginning, since Elements League. Like, this ain't no different, you know? And I will say this, though. His performance versus Verb, it was a little choppy at times. But he brought so much entertainment. The comedy, along with the bars, along with the multi, along with some of the straight talk. But even he'll tell you, hey, man, I wasn't my most prepared for Verb. You know, I should have been way more prepared for Verb than I was. But he still delivered, and he delivered enough that the judges had him winning this battle. And um, as for Verb, I was expecting much more, man. Like, I felt like some of the multis he was kicking was just, like, it were cool. Like, some of the angles he had, you know, the, the white guy angle. And then he used, like, a like a hillbilly voice to describe Pat Stay's father's voice. And I'm like, this guy's from Nova Scotia. Like, there's no way he sounds like this, verb. Like, I just felt like both guys could have prepared just a little bit more for one another, and it could have been an even crazier battle. But, you know, for what it was, it was entertaining enough, though, at the time. But it's not a battle that lives on in history where you're going back to it and, you know, uh, quoting it for folks and bringing it back and watching it over and over and over again. But... At that time, though, the comedy was just so much that that, you know, was a saving grace for the battle. Yeah, yeah. The comedy factor was, uh, it highlighted how important it is to, like, get away from the bars, right? Because mm-hmm. Paste, Swiss Army Knife, and he can rap well, is intimidating, can freestyle. Like, he just has so many attributes that he can beat you with like he's like one of these guys that he can beat you off the dribble he can he can spin he can shoot the fade away he can play yeah. off the he can play off the ball he can cut <laughs> and he can defend so you're like oh well, what the fuck's going on here with this this guy's Kawhi Leonard right here just oh, it has a deadly mid-ranger and he can shoot the three yeah. if you leave him wide open. So like, and he's gonna drop a mixtape in off season. <laughs> you know, he does it's, it all. It's absurd, but but Pat Stay decided like. All right, let me find out what I need to do to kind of make sure the energy is with me here. Because interestingly yeah. enough, at one point in the battle, we talk about this all the time off air. His third round, he kind of got into one of those like, I'm white, so like I'm Woe really the mi- I'm really the minority in this hip hop world. Woe is me, and the crowd wasn't feeling it. And you can tell, you can tell he had more left in the angle. But he said, ah, I'm gonna get out of here. I'm getting out of this bag right now. <laughs> Ain't nobody feeling sorry for those six, eight white boys who's all diesel. 
Like, ain't nobody feeling sorry for my ass. Yo, let me get out of this bag real quick. But, and but get that, back to some funny shit. But that's why, like, his awareness and putting pressure on the stage has made him so good. But then, ultimately, how about this? We didn't even mention this at the time period, breaking it down. And he, 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 he's a three-time defending champ, so he is used to winning on the spot. Absolutely. And you can tell, too, like, some of that stuff he's just up there creating on the spot, literally. Like, you can see him creating it on the spot, just freestyling and coming up with it. You know, and that's what makes him so dangerous. Like, if he's already fully prepared and he still has a chance to, like, come up with things on the spot, it's going to be a tough night for you to win. But if he only comes halfway prepared, he can make up the rest right then and there and give you a good enough performance to still beat you. Like, he's, he's, a, he's a trickster, man. Word. And what's interesting, too, is that both guys uh, started off with Showtimes, man. Let's get to uh, Pat Stay's Showtime to kick this night off, brother. Showtime. Fuck a preview. Let's let that beef prove. It's 3D2. So it's Showtime. off rip. That punk the white boy shit, I ain't in the mood for. You push me, I swing like a saloon door. With brute force, force, if I get jumped, Will and Jada stopping off at the booze store. In another couple secs, I come back swinging with a 2-4. Hey, hey, New York! Hey, this the trash y'all fans gassing? It's really just his momentum and how fast that the man's rapping. It's like... Instagram hoes who trick you into thinking they got fat asses. So I know the perfect angles to make this body look fantastic. Handcraft. Hell yeah, man. Starts it off with the showtime, and now let's go in the verb showtime. Get on this stage and do what I do. I'm just going to wild on them. Three-minute round. Book me. Long time. Preview. 3D. So it's... Nigga, you from Nova Scotia. You don't know this culture. You can't rope a dope us. I'm going to kill you here, then take the body over. Hey, Loso, watch our Holy Ghost. I'm from where all the animals got to know the poachers. Riding around loaded holsters. Train for this smoke, nigga, like a locomotive. I can make your mama car motor blow up pressing my Motorola. Antsy, everybody back off. TV remote controller. Too many battle rappers in this seat. Not me, nigga. I control the motion. You ain't the wave, white boy. Nigga, control this motion. Nine years I've been overloading. Hate from the bloggers. Bias crowds. It's going to take a lot to kill me, sucker. I'm used to overdosing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Back to back. Showtimes. What's interesting is... This is like one of those joints when Verb, for a while, just wasn't completing his whole entire slogan. He's like, D-D, B-2, do so it's... And it's like, yo, dog, man, like, you got to say the whole thing and get the whole crowd into it. And then he just goes into like a kind of so-so showtime, man. When you're playing them back-to-back, you realize the crowd is going way crazier for uh, for Passe showtime than they actually are for Verb showtime. Yeah, uh, he just got real lazy with it. Like, he, like, wants the crowd to finish it, and that's where, like, you can see, like, a, a different tier of Verb. Like, this is, like, okay, this is this is Verb's stage of his career at this moment, right? So his legs are, his legs uh-huh. are shot. He can't jump as high. <laughs> he, he's laying it up with a finger roll instead of trying to dunk it. Like, that, that, that's it, right? This is where we're at with Verb. Right. And, and 
you know, that changed very later on with the Murder Moon battle. He set the entire thing there. But yeah, he knew what was on the line, bro. But but with like Patch Day and even with Twerk and and even with B Dot, these are three yeah. guys consecutively. Even Sharon, these are four people consecutively. Even DNA. Oh yeah, but this is but this isn't in a row. This right, is, right, right. No, but yeah, 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 yeah. This, I'm saying before the Patch Day battle. So like, right, right, this right, is, right. This is the fourth time in a row somebody is using your move on you, and it's more effective than you using it. Facts, man. Facts, 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 all the way. And then in this battle. Pat Stay is like, huh, guess what, ARP? You're not going to get a chance to roll out this Averb and Murder Mook uh, announcement the way you want to. I'm going to blow up the spot and let everybody know that Verb got Mook next. And we were like, that's why Mook is in the building. And so you and I were hype beast, right? Because then RB, I mean, RB, ARP announces, like, look, we're having the pre-sale tickets for Verb and Murder Mook. <laughs> You know, this. Yeah. you guys know this shit might sell out. You know what right. I mean? And maybe I'm, jump, maybe I'm jumping a hurdle. I'm going to save that part, actually. Okay. Um, Pat Steak gets a decision. We move on. We, we get the murder mook announcement that night. And that's pretty much the end of Pearly, Pearly Gates 2. Um, really dope event. Uh, I was really intrigued. I got a chance to talk to Loso. And if I remember... Um, if I remember could be wrong, but if I remember, I think Awar was in the building as well. Awar was definitely in the building, so yes. was Saga. Yeah, okay. Awar was in the building, because I remember they were on the side talking to Murder Mook. Mm. And mm. Murder Mook is, like, meeting a lot of the young guys that he fucks with and giving them advice. And, like, I, I always, like, looked at that, and it was so masterful. Like, you see Math also on the side with Loso yeah. and all this. So you see, like, a it's a real big, like... Ah, right, you guys are the guy, you are the new era battle rappers. You, you guys seeing us still like perform at this level. If you want to be able to sustain this for a long period of time, like this is what you have to do. So it's kind of like when LeBron pulls John Morant to the side, right? And he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. he's like, I got you, young king. Whatever you need, <laughs> on and off the court. <laughs> you know, if you ever need anything, all you gotta do is just give me a call. I'll be right there. You know what I'm saying, LeBron? He gave him the the young king. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the praise, the dap. You know, LeBron didn't give that to Zion, though. He just gave Zion a little bit of love. He didn't know Zion at the time. You know, it's the first time meeting him. You know what I'm saying? You, but do you think he whispered in his ear, like, young king, do you think? You know? Of course. Come on. <laughs> Yo, LeBron is perfect, bro. All right? So, <laughs> he so, does, so he does nothing wrong, man. You know, of course Mook, he did. Mook whispered into Lowson, you know, keep doing your thing, young yeah, king. Here, young king. Yeah. Young king. <laughs> Look here, young king. If you need some help, <laughs> any advice, here's my number, 3 a.m., 4 a.m. Call me anytime, young king. I'm here for you. Yeah, let's get to the categories. Uh, let's do it. What's aged the best from this event? Mm. Good question, bro. I mean, I guess uh, math and ill will. Like, that one has definitely aged the best for me. Like, I can still enjoy that battle. It's still hyped. It still gives me all the factors. And both guys are really on. Like, they were, they were spitting some high-level stuff in that battle. Hmm. What's aged the best for me? I think what aged the best for me, and it's tough, but it was really... Pat, just past his performance in general... Age is the best for me. Be- really? Yeah, it did. And and it sounds weird because 
he didn't necessarily like win. It wasn't favorable on camera for the battle. But the reason why it aged so well for me is because it kind of like was a big reminder to me because we haven't seen in a long time of a king of the dot top tier transitioning over to a new platform and showing everybody that he's top tier anywhere. And more importantly, he he exemplified really early in that run the power of comedy. Like we we talk about it all the time, and we just said it like maybe. 15 minutes ago, but like in that room in Club Drum, you would diffuse the lyrical miracle guy with just cracking a joke on him. Oh, every and, time, and, yeah. and we've seen it with Swave and B Dot and, yep. and, and Clean Jim, Pat and Danny, Pat yeah. and Danny, endless amount of examples where you're in that small room environment and you just clown your opponent, and whatever the fuck this bar guy has to say is gone. That, absolutely. And it's, it's, almost, it's almost like that formula that's like, look, if, if you're skeptical about a joke, Watch past stay and verb and leave the joke in your material. That's interesting, man. Okay. All right, brother. What's age the worst? <sighs> man. I've got to say. Mm. I mean, ah, magic's. Magic was all right. Honestly, dog, I, you're going to be shocked by this. It's Aver. Aver's performance aged the worst? Yeah. Like, you look at it, and especially being that he knows he has Mook next, you would think that he would have ramped it up, you know what I'm saying, and really put on and stuff. And it was just like some of the stuff he was saying was just like, mm, I don't know about this right now. Like, it's I want to like, I I let you know. right there. I want to let you know that this is It's tough for me to say it as an Aver uh, uh, fan, but it is what it is. I want to let you know, when we talk about age, best, or worst, you're not limited to the performance. You, li- you, you can talk about anything from the event, because I'm going far left. Oh, what's okay. Age, what's, Where are you going with it? What's age the worst for me is when Murder, Mook, and Verb was announced on that RBE stage in Club Drama, yeah. ARP made all of us pull out our phones to get this premiere ticket <laughs> on the spot <laughs> to avoid the ticket being sold out. And a right. week before the event, Murder Mook still didn't sell out the event. So I'm like, wait, I just spent a hundred dollars on the spot for a ticket that I could have got way later for cheaper. Yeah. All right. Since we're going there, that's not just based off performance. What's aged the worst is the visuals from this battle. <laughs> so you had something all along. You just like oh, I, was... I, I, I thought it was, you know what I'm saying. <laughs> I thought he was keeping it to the rappers. <laughs> you, you, no. didn't, you, didn't, you didn't think you didn't think twice about it. You had something. You had something in the tuck. Yo, the visuals. They're horrible. Like, it's terrible. Like, it was very, like, no, we're not supposed to be looking at cameramen filming this stuff on the stage. Like, they're not supposed to be getting the same airtime as the rappers. Like, it just looked bad. The lighting was not good. The angles were not good. They weren't flattering. And it just ages terribly when you watch it. I'm like, this is only two years ago. Like, May 5th, 2020 will make two years ago that this happened. But this looked like something that might have been shot in 2013, 2012, 2011 or something like that. But, thank goodness, Avocado came along and cleaned that some bitch up. And now we don't got to worry about that anymore whenever we get RBE cards. Thank you. What about the judging? How did that age? Good or bad? Ah, you know... You can't really be mad at the judges because they're judging it in the building, you know. And in the building, oh, this sounds political. I'm gonna, correct. No, 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 no. Safe in the building. 
in the building, I felt kind of how most of them felt with, with these battles. Like, I agreed with most of them. You know, the only one that, like, held up was uh, Pat Stay and Averb. You know what I'm saying? Like, on camera, that one was still the same. But all the others, you could have flopped the other way once you watched them on camera. And I kind of felt the same way they did in the building for the most part. So I'm not even mad at the judging in the building. What's aged the best is the two-on-two never got rebooked. <laughs> Yo, you on one tonight, boy. <laughs> What's up with you? <laughs> so I said the two or two never got booked. Big boy tripping tonight, man. I mean, you want to see Jaffa 400 on the two on two? Listen, man. What's understood ain't got to be said, all right? Yeah, all right. I, I, I thought so. Um... <laughs> Going on to the categories, which battle, which battle from this event has the most replay value from the event? Oh, math and um, it will. I concur with you all the way. Yeah, math and it will for sure. Hey, because Wolf performance was really good enough to the point where you can actually go back and argue it, and you know all the team Hami in the building that day said will won anyway. So yeah, you, you know they they won't ever think anything different. But Team Hami never loses in the building. Uh, Team Hami never loses. Period, man. <laughs> you have to re- you have to really bomb for Team Hami to be like, oh yeah, he lost. Team Hami will never admit that a Team Hami member lost. Are you crazy? Like, I mean, they, like you have to bomb. You know what I mean? Like when when Verb you bomb when Verb oh, when Verb beach Swave it's like Swave and Verb becomes a, like a taboo topic to talk about in the Team Hami household. <laughs> act like it never happened that's the bird box battle man. That's, a, that's, a, that's a very bird box like battle <laughs> the army household uh, the best performance of that night obviously it probably is going to be Math Hoffa because Math Hoffa got the uh, performance, of the, night, right? performance of the night bag so that's dope yeah. mm-hmm. uh, that's, that's pretty easy and best storyline from the event might also have to might, might also have to go to math for the three for three, right? Three for three, yeah. Best story, and uh, you know, best storyline from the event, man, was it led to a verb getting announced that he got Mook, and then Mook and Verb turning out to be, you know, one of Verb's crowning moments, man. This is when he arrived. This is when he solidified his spot as like, you guys will never take me away. I forever will etch my face. As one of these guys that will be mentioned for Mount Rushmore in Battle Rap. Like, if you had a question before, you can't question me now. Retroactively, now that we uh, are aware of Loso's pressure and his yes. his uh, his reason to deliver, his will to deliver, does his storyline have any percentage in being the best storyline of this event? Uh, I'm not going to switch it up. I'm not going to switch it up, no. You know, he did well enough to get that known performance. Did he blow the roof off with his performance? Not necessarily, but he did the damn thing, though. You know what I'm saying? And you can see that he was just constantly improving. But uh, I'm not going to switch that up. Okay. So we're going with best storyline, Averb and Pat Stay. No, Verb getting announced for Mook. Because <laughs> like you said, it don't got to be that bad. I was like, oh, what? Verb and Mook? Mook's coming back? <laughs> Cool. Yeah, I mean, Verb and Mook then created content for for weeks and months, you know, because the the, even after that damn battle, man. Yeah, yeah, even afterwards too. So like, 
you 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 were you had a content farm available to you now that you knew Murder Mook was battling Verb and Patchstay had just Patchstay had just be Verb and Verb had a debatable with Twerk and B dot and, and so now you're like wait a minute hold up Verb arguably might have lost his last three plus to the Sharon battle so, so it, it, Verb's on a fake losing like there's so many different outrages to this there's like <laughs> Verb's on a fake losing streak and just lost and gets Murder Mook but then like you look back and say what I what I have wanted the winner of this battle to really get Murder Mook, like, Patch State versus Murder Mook, like, is that a battle you want? Yo, man, I mean, maybe back then I probably would have been like, nah, I don't want it, but knowing, like, where Patch Day is now, and just seeing how well he's performed for, like, his past few battles. I ain't sure Mook could beat Patch Day. I actually would like to see this battle, bro. I would like to see it. I, I would like to see this battle, man. So, yo, how different would it have been if ARP would have been like, all right, y'all, and the winner of the Averb and Pat Stay battle is getting to get to battle Murder Mook, man. Shout out to Pat Stay, Pat Stay, Murder Mook coming yeah, up with you all know the E-Rare Breeds. We're going to have to add that to the categories. The, the, what is the biggest the what, what if ifs. of the event? <laughs> and so now, and, and there you go, Pat Stay versus Murder Yo, let's paint this... Let's paint this other world where the winner of the main event gets Murder Mook, Pat Stay won, wow. and now Brick by Brick is headlined by Murder Mook and Pat Stay. Wow. That, yo, that's a whole other battle, man. That's a whole other battle that could go any which way. And like we said, you know how, how much humor is a part of this battle rap stuff, and Verb didn't have any humor. Now imagine Pat Stay brings all the stuff Verb had and gets a chance to clown on Mook too? And then does Mook do all that pushing and 52 hand blocks and pressure points that he did on Verb? That's a good question because there's a, there a height advantage there. Height, muscle advantage, all that. Like, what happens? You know what I'm saying? Like, what happens at that point? It's wow. a whole other battle, bro. What a sliding door moment. I mean, maybe Mook walks out still being. I want. I don't want to say loser because obviously he did so amazing against Verb in that building. Like we were, we loved the performance, but I definitely think he walks out of there still losing online. Like you know, like the consensus, mm. the consensus couldn't wait for Murder Mook to just have blood in his mouth because he walked away uh, flawlessly of, out of his last three in the past ten years. So right. a- anybody just putting up a fight against Mook was gonna walk away with like praise. But yeah, and- yeah go ahead. What's crazy is people are going to hear you say, you know, Mook did amazing. And they're going to be like, what? That's not the battle I saw. Blah, 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 blah. But y'all weren't in the building. Y'all don't understand the energy that was happening in the building. In the building, nobody thought that Murder Mook was doing bad. Like, everybody was like, yo, this is a in dope fact, you have, battle. You had to contain the building from believing Murder Mook was, wasn't, <laughs> wasn't over-exaggerating his performance. <laughs> You had to literally control right. some of the fans to not faint that during his his yeah, rounds. It was it was totally different, man. This is what I this is why I continue to say y'all got to come out to these events and see what is going on, man. But that's the biggest what if. That is the sliding door moment. What if the winner of the main event would have got to battle Murder Mook and we would have got to see Pat Stay versus Murder Mook. I also want to think uh Pat Stay versus Murder Mook has this like interesting realm where Pat Stay lands 
an equivalent haymaker like he did towards Danny Myers with the you know oh, like uh, yeah, run, yeah. run on sentence because if you remember murder, murder Mook battled and after he battled it half the building's population kind of depleted and right. Pat Pat battled not one but two performances after Murder Mook so mm-hmm. he's kind of late into the night he's after the main event he's after all the electric energy's gone from the room. And Pat stay, Pat stay second round. That haymaker is just as loud as when Murder Mook was performing. That's like, okay. like I, you turn the speakers on your computer to try to listen to this battle. It screeches. <laughs> That's a fact, man. He killed it, bro. So with that same opportunity there, he he probably would have been like had maybe more than one of those moments against Murder Mook. Plus, he's a better freestyler than Verb. So, right, yo, and he. Comes up with some haymaker on the spot. It could have been nutty, man. But that is a battle. Yo, now that you say that, man, I wouldn't mind seeing that battle, bro. That's a challenging one because it's not going to play out the same way that Iron Solomon and Murder Mook played out. I'll tell you that much. You know, yeah, Mook, Mook, Mook battle Iron, so I guess Mook has the, the white card already on his belt, right? right? Boom. He can scratch it off. But uh, loaded Lux, unfortunately, because we like these guys barely battle, so like. The, the the queued up list of who you want to see them battle is like always like changing. You never could throw any elite name at them. Like for example, like I want to see Hitman and Mook, but because Mook is like in the radar between Briz and Surf and and you know other names that want to see Mook as well, you probably won't get Mook and Hitman because there isn't the build up there for it. But if we're talking just a pure elite level of battle rapping. Hitman is the guy to battle Mook next. As, pa- as Pat stays the guy to battle Mook, maybe even Lux. Like, Lux has never battled a white battle rapper. Mm, that'd be an interesting match, too, man. Oh, man. Yo, Francis, this has been another great episode, player. Yes, sir. Retrospective. Listen, everybody, lock in with us. We're here for you during this quarantine. We know you can't go nowhere, so we're going to keep dropping bomb after bomb after bomb. If you got any questions or inquiries, email the show at let's talk battle rap at gmail.com. Leave us those five star comments on uh, Apple and check this out. Now, when you go on Apple, when you go into the description of the show, yes, there's a place where you can leave us a voice message. Just click on the anchor link that will let you know that you can leave us a voicemail message and you can talk to us directly and we will answer any questions that you guys have. Follow the show on Instagram and Twitter at LTBR Podcast. And follow your boy, Program V, on Instagram and Twitter. Until next time, be safe out there, and we'll see y'all. Peace.